When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Williams and Bloom Sunday pod, but it's not on Sunday. We're recording this on Friday morning, the 22nd. I hope you guys... Do our listeners, Bloom... I know they're very passionate about the show. Do they expect us to record on Christmas Eve night like we normally do? I mean, Santa delivers, so why can't this we? true. Well, we are delivering just a few <laughs> days. Just a couple days earlier. A few yeah. days earlier, we're presented, as always, by our friends at MacDyne, enabling discovery, MacDyne, M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. We are uh, a little bit of an abbreviated version of the show, again, for obvious reasons. There's a lot um, happening. We are, I'm heading to Memphis on the 26th. Bloom, you're coming down, what, the 27th? Correct. Also want to tip everybody off to it. We will have our Liberty Bowl preview show. Uh, that will air on the 26th. And just keep an eye out for Cyclone Fanatic social media feeds where you will have the information on how to view that, listen to that. It'll be up on YouTube, all that good stuff. It's already been recorded. Uh, Jeff Woody and I do a lot of analysis on bowl prep for Iowa State and what that might look like. And then Bloom and I do a breakdown of the matchup against Memphis. I want to thank all of our great sponsors that we've had here on the – this will not be the final Williams and Bloom of 2023, but it's close. Mechdyne, of course – Terraplex Ag uh, came on board this year, and they've been an awesome partner as we continue to teach our agriculture community about the benefits of drone technology, Terraplex Ab, and also call a new insurance. I'll be ready to roll with him. He's saving me $1,000 in 2024. He told me that after last Sunday's show, he had seven people reach out to him. <laughs> Hey, you're saving Williams a grand. What are you going to save me, Colin? Save me. Yeah, well, you mean with Owen Brock Purdy? I mean, the, the the amount of money that guy might be making. I don't know if the $1,000 means as much to Brock this in is 18 months. But it does now because he's, uh, he's, still, he's still very much underpaid, Brock Purdy. No doubt about that. So I went to the basketball game on – Thursday night, and I actually had a different vantage point that I normally do. I I did what you do a lot. I took the kids. Yeah. Took the kids, sat in the stands, and just kind of sat back and, and watched the game. A little bit of an, I won't call the first half ugly. They they were leading by 13, but it, you, I could tell that this will be a deal where Otzelberger can just ream them at halftime that they're not playing a good enough defense or, or whatever his, his deal is at that point. And then that they were going to come out on fire, which is exactly 
what happened, Bloom. We don't need to break this game down per se, but I do have some pockets of analysis on yeah. Iowa State basketball over these last couple of bye games. And boy, the first one for me is if this is the Curtis Jones Iowa State has the rest of the year. And I, I, so selfishly, I'm I'm really glad he's doing this because we told you guys all offseason how good of a shooter he was. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We look like but, idiots there for four games. But he does like he when he those first couple of weeks, he looked like a guy who was really moving fast. He didn't look comfortable out there. And boy, if you take him and Jackson Pavletsky the first two weeks and you compare him to now, those two guys deserve a lot of credit for how far they've come. No doubt. And Curtis now, man, everything he, he shoots looks like it's going in. Like he's his form, by the way, is just perfect. It's effortless. Yeah. It just I mean, there was a I'm watching the game last night and it felt like a layup in that first half because it's like everything was smooth, efficient and it did help that he wasn't really guarded very much by Eastern Illinois, so not sure how they lost him on the scouting report. But the other thing, C-Dub, what Pavletsky's giving them is Iowa State has really gone to this four-guard thing, at least yeah. against some of these smaller schools. And thus, Curtis and Taman are getting wide-open threes, which are a lot easier to make than guarded threes. And so I think, yes, Curtis has, has gotten more comfortable but you have to credit the flow of the offense, which has looked so much better since Orlando. And I think Pavletsky is a big reason why. You get a catch-and-shoot three with nobody around you. Curtis Jones is just going to make it. Uh, you know, even Taman, Taman made five of them on Sunday, made a couple more yesterday. Pavletsky's ball movement has really, really helped this offense. And I think that has been a big factor of why Iowa State has, has been so efficient the last month. Feels like Pavletsky's the guy who, you know, in hockey, they do the double assist. Yes, yes, exactly. He's the double assist guy on this team, right? He he just, he feels like to me, and this is a kind of a weird comp, but I'm going to do it. He feels like Monte Morris as a freshman when Monte was playing with DeAndre Kane and Melvin Edge and, and, and those guys. In that, at some point, you're like, just keep Monte on the floor because good things happen when he's out there, even though Fred necessarily didn't plan on playing him that much. I think TJ is getting to that point with Pav. It's like things just go well when Pav is on the floor, and I think it's a credit to him. He he always plays hard. He that's that's not a question, but he's defended well enough. And the offense, if you look at Iowa State's tempo when he's on the floor, as compared to when he's not on the floor, it is different. It's different, and so yeah. I think he just gives you another dimension. The question for him would be: Can he hold up uh, defensively once you get into the Big Twelve? And we'll see. And that's where that's where some of those other bigs are going to have to probably step in. And the interesting part for Iowa State is really only played seven guys in the meaningful minutes yesterday, which was kind of strange to me. But it seems like TJ's trying to iron out this rotation. The seven-plus ward is kind of who's going to be the go-to guys, at least early. But Pavletsky is definitely in that conversation now, and he, he was not three weeks ago. So credit to him and, and his improvement, but also – his comfort level in there of just making the right play at the right time. Uh, a couple other things I noticed kind of sitting up and paying attention like I was, was so Keyshawn Gilbert only attempts three shots in Thursday night's win. His on-ball defense is insane. <laughs> and w when you look at him, Jones, and I even, there was a play that Momchilovich made 
defensively. And, and granted, I know who they're playing. Okay, so this this obviously all changes in in two weeks. But so I always tell people with these buy games, watch what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, if, like if you're a basketball guy or gal out there, watch what they're doing because you're you're watching scrimmages is how I look at this. And you can tell that how much better the perimeter defense is now compared to even three weeks ago with this Iowa state team. I think that the Paul game was eye opening the way DePaul came out and scored in that first half. And I think it gave him a lot of good tape. I wasn't as freaking out about the West, the Virginia tech and the, who else did they lose to out there? A&M. Uh, Texas A&M games. There are a lot of guys in those games hitting shots that don't normally. It's kind of like whatever. I don't know. Like they, I don't know where this team ends up defensively, but I, I after the DePaul game, I didn't think that they would end up top 30 defense. I think that they got a real shot to be top 25 now. I don't think it's an elite top five at the end of the year because of your tempo, because of the pace and all that stuff. But they're much, much, much better, and this is still all without Hassan Ward coming back. Great point. And still second in the nation in turnover percentage, uh, second in the nation in steal percentage. And there is where Iowa State's going to be great this year, is those guards out front causing chaos. And Taman, Taman is like Troy Polamalu with the way that he just is in the right place every single time. He is he is the everything that Iowa State needs defensively as well. You throw great defenders like Gilbert Jones, and like you said, Milan's been better. He's gotten better. Like he's yeah, much better. Yeah, and then Trey's Trey's solid. Rob's going to be solid. I think the where I the big question I have, C Dub, is when you start playing teams with size, what what you know they're going to attack Iowa State because Iowa State is not big. Now that's where Ward comes in. But the problem is if you play Ward and Jones or Ward and King at the same time, then you your offense gets bogged down a little bit. So what is going to be the money rotation for Iowa State? What's the balance between offense and defense? I think the Iowa State defense can be really good, but you start playing the the TCUs and the Baylors and the Kansases that can roll 6'10", 6'11", 7' foot at you that are athletic. I don't I mean, can Milan hold up against that as a four? I don't know. And so that's that's or can Pav hold up? And that's that's just where it's going to get interesting. It works against Eastern Illinois, New Hampshire, but we'll see what Iowa State's defensive metrics look like once you start playing the meat of the Big Twelve, and how much is Iowa State willing to sacrifice average defense in order to have good ball movement on offense? And this, that's that's the biggest question I have for Iowa State in twenty twenty four. No doubt, I I couldn't have said it better. Currently ten in Kim Palm. Are they five in the net? I haven't looked at the net. I didn't today. look this morning. They were five yesterday. Well, let me ask you this. So Ken Palm's projection has Iowa State eleven and seven in the Big Twelve. I would sign up right now, buddy boy. Twenty two and nine overall. That's what I was gonna ask. Like, do you would you would you take that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In twenty two, nine, eleven, and seven, would you get you a three or four seed? Um Honestly, I'm looking at the Big 12 this year. I think anything 10 wins or better would be a great would be a great conference season. So, there everyone's taking lumps. Everyone's going to get beat. I, I don't know who's the best team in the Big 12. I think it's super interesting. I think Kansas. I don't believe Kansas is as good as it was last year. I watched most of the game against Indiana, but credit their toughness to win that game. I think Houston hasn't really been tested yet. Uh, they did beat A&M. 
We'll see about them. TCU's flying under the radar. There, there are some teams that you're just not sure about. BYU, I don't know. I think Iowa State can be a top-half team for sure, but you're going to have some grinders along the way um, that are really stressful. And I said it a couple weeks ago, and I, I still believe it's the case. I think Iowa State can potentially run the table at home or maybe even lose just one game. And if that's the case, you're definitely going to be in the thick of things. Here's the stat for you. Currently, five of the top ten teams in adjusted defense reside in the Big 12. <laughs> oh, boy. So that, like like you you're said, that some, gets... You're going to have some battles now. Well, and that's where it's like, okay, Jones and Pavletsky have kind of come on and they're starting to look comfortable and all this stuff. Well, it's going to... They're going up to a level now in a week that they've never seen before. Exactly. Really. Yeah, you you yeah. go from you go for and that's the concern with this schedule right now is yeah absolutely yeah, you you go down the road to Norman going to be a little bit different than seeing the the guys East, Eastern Illinois was running out there but and your one big my, win was Iowa and they don't was, play defense and they don't play right they, and they're not physical at all and this is no. where that's again back to my okay how much defense do you want to sacrifice to get offense I think Iowa State can score with its guard lineup it can score but you also might be giving up a lot on the other end. But right now, this is where Hilton comes into play. I would say it's predicted to go 11-7. and seven. It's only predicted to lose one game at home the rest of the way, and that is a, what, three-point loss to Houston in game number two. So Hilton's got to be key. you got to be locked in. you got to have the crowd into it. And I think this Iowa State, even as an undersized guards, can really cause havoc when that place is jumping, and I know it's going to be. Maybe do a little Wiffles Hybrids Big 12 segment here. Plant your independence, baby. Plant Wiffles, great sponsor of Williams and Bloom here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Are you a believer in BYU? Fifth in Pin Palm? I haven't seen him enough, but man, you look at their resume and it's it's good. Now, they're doing a little bit what Iowa State's done in that they're 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 destroying bad teams, which has really yeah. helped. Um they've got a nice San Diego win. State. Arizona State, NC State are their best wins. So they have better wins than Iowa State. Yeah, and, but, and, and totally agree. But the one team that they played outside of San Diego State that's in the top 40 was Utah and lost. So that's their one loss. Um, that's a, I don't know. I don't know what to make of them. I, I haven't seen them enough, honestly. They were not supposed to be this good. But, you, again, you don't fluke into 30-point wins against Arizona State. They've got guys. And I, I think Mark mm-hmm. Pope's a really good coach. And, obviously, similar to Hilton, that place is a tough place to play, and it's going to be. So I don't I don't think they're going to lose a whole lot at home. So if, if Kansas is one as far as toughest places to play, which I think it has to be, Iowa State and Kansas State are probably right there, I would say, together. Is are we putting BYU right there in that yeah. category with Iowa yeah. State and Kansas State? I think yeah. I would too. We are, and, and when Tech's good, that's up there too. But they're when they're not good, that's not as tough. Um, no question. Same with West Virginia. When West Virginia is good, tough place to play. When they're not good, not as much. Yeah, they're they're top four. I totally totally agree because you're dealing with altitude, and that place is sold out, and they got nineteen thousand people there. Well, so. and it's yeah. It's a little bit too. No, I know that they have an NBA team, but there's like the college sports thing in Utah really matters. Absolutely. No, they, you know, they especially sell out, BYU. 
they sell out everything, even the, the randoms. So that, yeah, that place, that's not Iowa State goes there when on uh, January the sixteenth, Tuesday night. Man, that's gonna be that's again. You look at Iowa State's first four. You know, Oklahoma State go Oklahoma State game at home is nice. You should be able to get that one. But otherwise, you know, if you split those four, you're, you're I think you're in really good shape right off the bat. So, do you believe in Oklahoma? N- not as much. Not as much. I believe. Kind of feel in, like they're a fade or two. Yeah, and again, I just they're not. Their home crowd's not good enough. I don't. Could Iowa State lose that game? Absolutely. But I think I I think at the end of the year, um, they're going to be more towards the the middle, of the back end of the Big Twelve. Okay. But I like C Dub. I've watched a lot of Houston. I don't know if they're as good as they were last year, but like I keep saying, they uh, similar to Iowa State. They beat up on bad teams, but you don't fluke into being number one in Ken Palm. You just don't do it. They're going to be really good. Kansas has guys. Um, Texas has talent. I don't believe Texas is as good as it was last year. Cincinnati's impressed me a couple times. I've watched them. Baylor's got some dudes. I believe the league's down a little bit from last year, but it's still buying away the best league. And I just think one through 14, there's just not a gimme outside of maybe Oklahoma State at home right now. Yeah, no, I, I don't I don't disagree at all with that. I think that there's probably a lot of teams too where I'm guessing a lot of fans have been like, Oh, I've watched Baylor twice against Duke and Michigan state. And they think that they suck. And then all of a sudden, you know, where Drew's going to have that team in the, in the middle of February. I think Dixon's one of the maybe more underrated coaches in college basketball with, with what he's done there. Uh, I still don't know a ton about the newcomers. Central Florida seems to be much better than what we anticipated. They would be. Yep. They and struggled. See, they struggled last night with Florida A and M, though. Central Florida did. Yeah, that Florida A and M team's terrible. They're horrible. Now again, last game before Christmas. I get it. Not going to judge yeah. too much. Yeah. K State's down though. They got. They've got. They got some situations there. Uh, Jerome Tang to Louisville. Really? Have you been hearing that? I've been. That's been the. That's been the murmurs. I did this on a. Uh, we do a lot of sports business here, so I'll throw this out to you. I have a Big 12 theory okay. on on everything that's going to happen. So if Florida State blows up the ACC, which there's a lot that has to happen for this to go down, okay? I did a whole 20-minute analysis, I just a monologue on yeah. Iowa Everywhere today, if you guys want to go and listen to this. Big 12-wise, this is where I think it ends up. You're going to have Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, and... Virginia end up in the Big Twelve or Big Ten or the SEC in some capacity. Yep, it's Miami, Louisville, Pitt, and there was a four in Duke. All basketball products ending up in the Big Twelve. What do you think about that? Get you to twenty. Man, what four do you pick? I mean, if Miami's there, you take Miami. You just do. You have to, and it legitimizes Central Florida down there. Like yeah. I, you know, you have Duke, to take Miami. Duke. Duke would fit the Yormark brand, what he's looking for, for sure. And then, yeah, Pitts with West Virginia and Cincinnati. You get that rivalry back. And, and Louisville's right there, too. Louisville just makes sense geographically. Basketball school. Where does NC State go? Are they gone? I mean, Wake Forest, that's the thing, Chris. I, 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 I totally agree with your sentiment. You've been dead on throughout this whole process. Somebody is getting eliminated 
along with Washington State and Oregon State. Not everybody's going to make it here. And that's why it's critical to remain competitive right now. And I don't know. Yeah, what 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 do those ACC schools get left out? Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Boston College. College, yeah. I'd say those Syracuse. Syracuse, maybe. I, God, I could see your mark wanting Syracuse. <laughs> yes, you can. Oh, we're gonna get New York. We're getting New York. New York City. I didn't yeah, like, I just think that this will be a lot like what we saw with the Pac twelve, where like the Big Twelve never really thought it would get Washington and Oregon. But it will gladly take the next four. It's and then you may be yeah. done. You you end up with three twenty team leagues and that's it. Another one to think about, SMU. Yeah. You know, did you take an SMU over uh Louisville? No. I oh man, that that'd be interesting. It's like it's like hunger games, man. Like you gotta decide who you want out of the four. Well, and and like what kind of a deal do these things cut you? Like, are you offering them full no, shares like you did not. the Pac twelve? You can't, right? Really? I mean, no, you don't have enough to go around. Current Big Twelve schools already kind of took a bath on that, where they all that, lost. That still like, hasn't really been talked about. But yeah, Iowa State's Iowa State hasn't been shy to share this. But it's the first what year or two of the new Pac twelve schools. Iowa State's took less money to be fair to split that up. So actually, Iowa State's budget uh, next year will be down. I think like you don't want to speak out of turn. But it's it's almost ten million dollars. I heard seven million dollars. Seven million dollars. Yeah, because the sharing, they let these schools have the full share. Thus, the pie is broken up into two more mouths to feed, and so everybody had to take a take a cut. But yeah, I don't know if you can keep doing that, C Dub. I, I you do it. That's where I think they start to contract schools yeah. at some point. But especially if these grant of rights don't actually mean anything anymore. Like, hello. Oh boy. What what, does, the, does Purdue yeah. really have value to the Big Ten at that point? Like, I, I don't know. Gosh. That's, does, uh, does Vanderbilt man, have a home in the, the SEC, of, or are you getting kicked out? And honestly, if the grant of rights go away, and that's what Florida State's challenging right now, and it got approved today by the, their board, um, you better be good in football and basketball for the next couple of years, right? I mean, yeah. Kind of All hell is going to break loose. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Because the whole model could change on a whim if you don't have grant of rights. Yeah, the grant of rights is like the glue that has always held everything together. And if that doesn't mean anything anymore, everything is up for grabs. On the table. It's yeah, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be Northwestern, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, any of those schools. If that's the case. No. Oh boy. Even in the Big Twelve, it's like, what if no no guarantee for even an Iowa State? Like you better no. be good. I'm saying you better be good in the next couple of years. Yeah. That's why I keep banging the drum of like, God, we just need to hold on until this whole thing gets guardrails and regulations because somebody's getting left out. The music's going to stop and somebody's not going to have a chair and it could be multiple schools and you better hope you're one of them. I uh, also want to thank our friends at the Ivy College of Business for sponsoring Williams and Bloom. Uh, you could um, go get yourself an MBA in 2024. You can do it all online. Uh, we will be. Tonight, when I'm done with all of my work, I will be cracking open a bottle of Cody Road, and we will be enjoying the holidays together. Bloom, do you want to come over on Christmas Eve and have a Cody Road with me? I'm no, I would love to, my friend, but I'll be up in uh, Northwest Iowa. Ah, uh, yes. Now I am in a house, and I don't think 
any of my uh, relatives will be listening to this so I can share this. I'm going to be in a house with, I think, 14 people, including seven a lot of children. People. Seven children. I you need some to, Cody Road. I'm saying I'm bringing my own bottles. I'm gonna actually I'm gonna bring several bottles. I don't have to go That's anywhere. That's a good move. It's literally a acreage in the middle of nowhere, so I'm not driving anywhere. I'm parking myself on a couch with Cody Road and earplugs. <laughs> that doesn't sound too bad at all. <laughs> no. All right. I know it's abbreviated. We appreciate you guys. Uh, enjoy times with your families. We will see you all down in Memphis. Remember, our bowl preview show will be released on the 26th. Uh, Just keep an eye out for Cyclone Fanatic uh, social media feeds. We'll tell you how, when, and where to watch that. Love you, Bloom. Happy holidays. Appreciate all of you guys for listening, and we will be back soon.